Welcome back into The Voice of Reason. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Hoosier Media Network, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. It's that time of the month again when we talk to the man up in Washington, D.C., making it happen from the 5th Congressional District from the great state of Ohio. It's Congressman Bob Latta with us here. Congressman, how are you, my friend? I'm excellent. How are you this morning? I am living the dream. Appreciate you on the program. It's always good to talk to you. I know that a lot of people really enjoy hearing what you have to say. You guys are extremely busy, which is weird for the summertime when usually maybe things slow down a little bit, but you guys are really cranking up there in D.C. Uh, with a lot of bills that are just kind of lingering right now. But we're in the middle of budgetary talks with the with the appropriation stuff going on, uh, going into the end of the fiscal budget in September, uh, August, September right now. Uh, how are we looking economic-wise? We see inflation going up, a lot of things being more expensive, a lot of people concerned about taxes right now with corporate tax rates. Where are we right now, and are we are we in trouble looking at the budget going into the fall? Well, I think we actually are because, we, first of all, you know, when you talk about inflation, you know, inflation is definitely going up. And let's talk about something else, energy costs. You know, the Democrats are anti-fossil fuel. And, you know, if you go back and look what the price of gasoline was a year ago and look what it is today, you know, around where I'm at in my district, you know, you're looking at between anywhere from 307 to 318 for a gallon of gasoline. And that's going to hit families right in the pocketbook. And when you think about the issues with, uh, you know, taxes, what the Democrats want to do, they want to, you know, they say, oh, we're going to raise taxes on the rich. But whoa, whoa, you want to back up for a second because, you know, it was the Republicans and Donald Trump that made sure that taxes went down for all Americans. And what the Democrats will end up doing is when the time comes, they're going to let these tax uh, cuts that we had, uh, you know, accomplished through our, our legislation expire, and all of a sudden everybody's going to find out, hey, on tax day, well, how come my taxes are so high? Mm. So, uh, you know, when you think about all of the things that the American people are worried about, and, you know, they think about their jobs, but, they, you know, they think about their future, their savings, it's all going to get eaten up by inflation and uh, higher prices that we're going to pay for everything. I heard a rumor, according to some of the Wall Street uh, experts, quote-unquote, that inflation is going to continue to go up even another maybe 2 3 4% over the next few months or by the end of the year as well. If that's the case, we're going to see even more expensive products and the tightened belt that we've already seen with individuals trying to get back to work after COVID, along with businesses trying to get back uh, going again after being shut down because they were told they weren't essential during the last year with COVID. I mean, that's going to put even more of a strain on all these businesses and individuals. Well, absolutely, because, you know, when I look uh, across my district, again, with over 60,000 manufacturing jobs, in the last several months, you know, I think we talked about before that, uh, you know, I've had about 4,000 more jobs that are going to be added by announcements, uh, you know, in the near term. But again, all of a sudden, if you can't sell your product, because people are saying, wait a minute, I'm going to start tightening my belt, all this is going to start contracting. And the Democrats don't uh, understand this uh, because all they understand is, you know, we're going to tax, we're going to spend, we're going to tax, we're going to spend. But in some cases, they spend without even raising the taxes to pay for this stuff. And so they're going to push this back on future generations. And, uh, you know, my having years back, having served on the budget committee, and, you know, one of the numbers that they're looking at now is by the year 2031 that if what the Democrats have spent so far, we'd be looking at paying a minimum of $900 billion, and if they get their way, we'd be paying a trillion dollars a year just to pay interest on the national debt. So then I want people to think about, if you got to go out and borrow money, what's that going to do to the cost of borrowing? That's going to push things up, and the economy is just going to come to a screeching halt. Good golly. 
it's going to be a mess all around. Let's talk about the labor shortage for that uh, for a second as well. As we slowly get things opened up again, people are starting to go back to work. All over the country, though, we're seeing jobs open and people not applying for them. How's it looking in your district there and overall in the state of Ohio? Is it getting better? And uh, while the Democrats try and push for this, you know, this wage war to try and raise minimum wage of $15 an hour or whatever they want to do, are they going to succeed in this? Because right now, businesses, as we mentioned, already struggling after trying to use all their savings last year just to stay afloat. Now they're going to have to pay more wages to get people back because we're not cutting off these additional unemployment benefits? Like, this is crazy. Well, you know, first of all, when you think about that we have over 9 million open jobs across the country. And then you look at the number of people that are unemployed. So that means we have, we have way more jobs open. We have people even unemployed. So every person in this country could have a job. And it's important that we get people back to work because the longer they're unemployed, it's going to be the tougher it is to get them back. But with the Democrats, uh, again, it's just like, well, we're just going to pay people to stay home. And, you know, when last year they held uh, the uh, Paycheck Protection Program to make sure that companies out there who were forced to shut down because the government told them they had to shut down to help them make sure that they could keep their employees on. But now what the Democrats want to do is keep extending this on and on and on. And then we're also seeing across the country, mainly in uh, red states, the governors are saying, look, we don't want any more. We've same thing here in Ohio with Governor DeWine. They said, look, we're not, we don't want that anymore. We've got to get people back to work. And then you start looking at the numbers. The, the states that are starting to struggle are where? In Democrat states because of their policies that they're putting forward. Uh, in my district, uh, you know, when you talk about the uh, the labor market, the labor market is so tight that, you know, I was just talking to some folks uh, this week that, uh, you know, they're going to have to start uh, disposing of property because they don't have enough people to operate it, which is, you know, ludicrous because they just can't get people out there. So we, we, we need to encourage people to work, not discourage them. And that's exactly what the Democrats are doing. And it's everything from... Uh, you know, the extra $300 that they get or $300 that they get per child. Uh, you know, so it's like it's time for people to go back to work. Yeah, it's time for people to go back to work. The economy is open. The mandates are gone in most parts of the country. And the fact that uh, we, we're still offering these unemployment benefits is a little absurd. But here's the big question now. When the Democrats passed this stuff and rammed it through earlier this year, they said that they would extend these unemployment benefits for COVID-19 until, and it was a very vague term, it was kind of the quote-unquote, you know, when things get better, when the economy recovers. It's kind of like one of those when you don't want to hang out with your neighbor, and it's like, oh, we'll hang out when things slow down a little bit, uh, because it was kind of one of those vague Uh, vague terms there. We're coming up on September when the unemployment benefits, those additional COVID benefits are starting to run out and the economy hasn't necessarily gotten better. We have a labor shortage right now. We have inflation. We have people still struggling. So is it the right situation from the Democrats perspective to end them or is just this the excuse that they've created to allow themselves to say, you know what, the economy is not where it needs to be. We need to continue the extension of these unemployment benefits. Well, again, when you start looking at it, it's pretty tough to say the word Democrat without saying socialist or what they call themselves progressives. And, you know, this is what you know, a lot of them want. They want a socialist state where it's cradle to grave. The government's going to take care of you, but they always forget one thing. Who's going to work? Because, again, you know, in the old saying was in the old Soviet Union with communism, the people pretended to work, and the government pretended to pay them. And so it really comes down to that the Democrats are going to be a dilemma in a lot of states when people start saying, wait a minute. We, we've got to we got to uh, have some dollars out there in our wallets, and I think when we start thinking about the next election cycle, 
it's going to be a pocketbook issue, and it's going to be about the economy. Because, you know, in my district, nobody talks about COVID anymore. You know, the CDC came out and said, hey, it's safe for teachers to go back to school and kids go back to school. And so it's it gives me right down to it that, uh, you know, the issues that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden are doing are behind us. And the American people say that, you know, we're moving on. But, you know, it's just like today I'm going to be I'm in the district and I'm hoping to be in my district doing work and, uh, you know, going from my different counties. But uh, I'm going to be in a sub subcommittee hearings today starting 11 o'clock by uh, virtual because the Democrats and Pelosi say, well, it's not safe to, you know, but we still have to have these virtual hearings and all. And it's amazing when we had one recently in Washington, they actually were we had all four witnesses show up. The Republicans, I think all but one of us were in committee because there was a health issue uh, with the one. The Democrats weren't all there. It was a, it was an amazing situation. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> we're back to normal. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Democrats don't want to believe it, but the rest of the country believes it, and we have to get back there. It's time to get back to normal, and that's what it is. And I think with these unemployment benefits, with the things they're trying to push, they're they're really conditioning for that universal basic income. And I don't think this stuff's going to go away with the unemployment benefits, with the child tax credit. I think a lot of this is going to be extended to where we're going to see these monthly payments coming in, and they'll never go away. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta, the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. A couple other random topics I want to kind of bounce off you and get your thoughts on. We saw the story earlier this week or, or late last week about the Democrat National committee investing $25 million into voter registration initiatives uh, going into the midterm elections, which I chuckled. Congressman, according to them, they had over 80, 80 million people turn out to vote for Joe Biden in the last election. They don't have a voter registration problem. They have a voter turnout problem if they're concerned going into the midterm elections that predominantly go towards the party that's in the minority at the time, which would be Republicans for next year. Why do you think the DNC is investing $25 million into voter initiatives. And does that is that a sign a year and a half out from the election that they're a little scared of what could happen? Well, I think it is a sign that it's going to it's scaring them. Because, first of all, these are their policies. They, you know, there's very few what they call blue dog Democrats left in Congress. They're pr- pretty much have been, you know, the ones that were, you might consider, I wouldn't say moderate Democrats. I'm not sure you're really sure what that term means. But those that uh, d- just are getting really scared about what's being done, and that's why I like this massive infrastructure package that they want to try, you know, $2.3 trillion. That, uh, you know, when you go and investigate into it, it's like, wait a minute, there's, there's hardly any money here for infrastructure. It's just more spending on their pet projects that they want to get out there. And, uh, as, you know, a lot of people are finally starting to say, wait a minute, who's going to pay for this? Yeah. So the Democrats are going to have to go out there and get these, you know, try to uh, – get their people uh, of like mind out there to make sure that they're voting. Because for one thing, uh, you know, they, they beat up on Donald Trump for four years or five years, you might say, that uh, they beat him up and uh, they don't have Donald Trump there. So it's just like, wait a minute, it's your problem, people. You can't blame this on anybody else. And because Donald Trump gave you an economy of 3.5% unemployment rate, uh, you know, factories were humming and people were working and, uh, yeah, we were in a great situation, but they're turning us into a situation just like um, Bill Clinton after the Reagan-Bush years of having such a great economy that finally Clinton started uh, backing away from it, and look what he got into then. 
Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Last question before we let you go, but uh, on the other front, we saw Joe Biden meet with Vladimir Putin just a few weeks ago uh, at the at the G summits there, and they had talked about some cyber attacks, and, and Putin said that the Russians weren't going to be doing cyber attacks. We just saw another cyber attack a couple of days ago with, uh, what was it, the Pentagon or one of the departments there at the federal level. Have you guys talked about more of this? Have you heard any more about any legislation, ways that we can start protecting ourselves against cyber attacks from other nations? Well, serving on the Energy and Commerce Committee and being the ranking Republican on telecommunications, this is something I'm very concerned with. And first of all, when um, uh, the president of Russia, if you can't even say president, he's you know, pretty much a dictator for life now, that uh, who is KGB, tells us that, no, they're not involved in it. Even if, let's just say that it wasn't the uh, actual Soviet government, do you think that anything that happens in, in, the, in, I should say, Russia today, doesn't? they don't know what's happening from a guy who was KGB? Uh, they know what's going on. And uh, they. my, my great concern is, is that one of these attacks are going to be during the summer months that they have shut down the electrical grid in a large portion of the country and turn this place into just total chaos. And that, that's what they're that's what they're looking to do. Uh, they're not they're not out there uh, test, testing their limits right now for just the fun of it. They're trying to find out where our weaknesses are and how they're going to exploit it and how they're going to damage our economy and getting people just totally into a panic situation. Can they? I mean, do they have the capability of doing? It? I know that we have a lot of firewalls up trying to block that, and obviously we've been battling this for a while. But uh, potentially, how devastating could they be? Well, we saw what they did with the continent, uh, the Colonial Pipeline. You know, when the, when the uh, attack occurred there, and you, when you have 45% of all the uh, uh, energy going into the New England area, coming out of, or end up into the uh, Mid Atlantic states, going, you know, being hit, that uh, if they if you can do it there, uh, you can you know, you can hit about anything. And this is why it's so important that we have. Uh, you know, that the government is doing everything it possibly can to prevent these attacks, that we're making sure that we're working. That's I've got legislation on CyberSense to make sure that we're testing the electrical products out there for, uh, for, in the, uh, mat for the uh, big company, electric companies, that they know that they buy equipment, that it's going to be safe uh, when they put it out there, uh, making sure that we're modernizing our grid. But at the same time, we have to make sure that, you know, from years back when I had the FBI doing about seven different seminars in my district, making sure that people understand you've got to make sure you have good hygiene out there. Don't open things that you don't, uh, you know, when companies send out messages to their employees saying, we're going to do a test tomorrow, don't open this up. And they open it up anyway. So it's, uh, these are the things that, how, how you get in these back doors. So it's really important that, uh, we do everything we possibly can to prevent it because this is a new this is a new frontier out there on warfare. Yeah, it's a new frontier, and we need to continue to stay on top of it and try and grow and uh, and stay ahead of the curve and kind of stay one step ahead of everybody else. It's Congressman Bob Ladder from the Fifth District of Ohio. Thank you for what you do. Keep up the fight. I know it's a hard fight up there. Hopefully, we can see a little bit of a change in the midterm elections. But until then, I know the Democrats are itching to get some of their legislation out, and we got to do what we can to try and block it in any way. So, thank you for what you do. Keep up the fight, my friend. And we'll talk again here soon. Well, thank you very much, and have a great day.